Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, Bucks Nation, to today's episode of the Locked On Bucks Podcast. I am your host, David Harrison. My co-host, James Jarko, is off for today's episode. After finishing this episode, please make sure you go over and check out the Peacock and Williamson podcast. Subscribe to that wherever you get podcasts. Now, on today's show, we're going to talk about some new signings to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster from that rookie minicamp over the weekend. And we're also going to dive a little bit into a roster exercise uh, that I already know James is not going to want to participate in, but I just think it's 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 an interesting topic. Uh, again, with with the Buccaneers bringing back so much of their Super Bowl roster, all 22 starters, much of their depth players. I want to get into an early prediction of the 53-man roster. And I know we're way ahead of that, and there's there's all kinds of things that can happen. But I kind of want to see how we see this roster fleshing out. So we're going to start that exercise today. James and I are going to come back tomorrow, and we're going to finish that ex- exercise on our Thursday episode. So make sure you come back and check out the follow-up to that. But first things first, guys, with some news and some notes, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, on our last episode, we talked about them adding – two players from their their rookie minicamps over the weekend. They actually added four total. It's just the news that the other two were also signing didn't come out until James and I had already laid down yesterday's episode. So here now we're going to talk about all four of those guys. Again, on yesterday's episode, we talked about tight end Jarrell Adams. We also talked about cornerback Antonio Hamilton. But also being reported was the fact that they signed running back Tremaine Pope and safety Curtis Riley on top of Adams and Hamilton. So about Tremaine Pope, He's 27 years old, five foot nine inches tall, 205 pounds. Uh, he spent time in the National Football League with the Jets and the Seahawks going back to 2016. And then he got some regular season action in 2019 and 2020 with the Los Angeles Chargers. Pope has played in 24 career games, 37 carries, 140 yards, total combined carry or yards on, on his carries, 3.8 yards per carry is his career average. He's at 11 catches, 61 yards and one touchdown. He also has 15 career kick returns with a 20.6 yard per turn return per return average. So I'm not really sure where Pope is, you know, going to fit into this whole scheme of things. You look at the running back room, you know, you've, you've got Leonard Fournette, you've got Ronald Jones coming back. Uh, you add Gio Bernard, you still have Keyshawn Vaughn on the roster. So Tremaine Pope, uh, you know, probably a guy who's you're looking at off season. You're looking at training camp. He'll get some reps, maybe preseason, you know, depending on what the practice squad rules are for this year, I don't see them making uh, as many liberties as they did last year, but you never know. They might make some more liberties this year with the practice squad. Maybe that's kind of where he goes. I think, honestly, he's more just a camp body than anything because even his career kick uh, kickoff returns, yards per return average, not any better than some of the guys they've already got on roster. And then you have uh, Jalen Darden there, who obviously I think everybody expects to really be competitive in that return. Uh, specialist competition moving on to Curtis Riley the safety 28 years old soon to be 29 will be 29 before the season gets started uh, comes in at six feet tall 109 pounds himself spent 2016 and 17 with the Tennessee Titans 2018 with the New York Giants 19 with the Oakland Raiders then Oakland Raiders and then 2020 he split between the Arizona Cardinals and the Minnesota Vikings now Riley has played in 49 career games he has five career interceptions but four of those came in 2018 when he was with the Giants and started all 16 games for the New York Giants. Now, that sounds really good, right? So you're like, oh, man, like this dude started an entire season for an NFL club. Well, when he left New York to go sign with the Oakland Raiders, 
nobody was upset to see him go. Fans were celebrating uh, his departure. Apparently, they didn't really like him. They didn't like the skill set that he brought to the field. So nobody in New York apparently was very heartbroken when Riley left them to join the Oakland Raiders. In 2018, he led all safeties with 23 missed tackles and had the lowest run-stopping grade of all qualifying safeties that year. Again, that goes back to 2018 uh, when he started all 16 games as a starting safety for the New York Giants. But look, that was 2018. This is 2021. You know what I'm saying? There's There's been two full seasons between that year and this year. Who knows what he's picked up? Who knows what he's learned? But also at the same time, what we've praised this coaching staff for, what we've seen this coaching staff do with other players is teach them, right, and develop them and tell them. You know, a lot of the, the complaints that I found – uh, about Riley were really about angles that he took, not so much, you know, willingness to get in there and tackle, which is that's a bigger problem. Like if you have a safety or a defensive back who just isn't willing to tackle, is scared or just doesn't want to stick their nose in there or something, then you have a bigger problem. You can't teach bravery. You can't teach, you know, the willingness to go in there and get dirty and muck it up. But if you have a guy who's willing to do the work, he just maybe needs to clean up the technical side of things. That can be taught to a certain extent. And, you know, maybe he's past that point or whatever i will you know the, the coaching staff will have to find out but he's with a coaching staff that is known for teaching they've proven that they can teach players how to maximize their athletic ability and obviously he's got some athletic ability or else the new york giants wouldn't have ever even started him let alone rode with him for 16 games i mean uh that's that's not something that just kind of casually happens so where he fits in the grand scheme of things i don't think jordan whitehead is shaking in his boots obviously antoine winfield jr not too worried about the presence of Riley either. Obviously, he's going to be competing for some sort of a depth role if he can get that. Uh, so we'll have to take a look at that roster again. That's what we're going to do here coming up, starting with segment two of today's episode. And we're going to do so thanks for our friends over at Nugenics. Hey, Bucks fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text DRAFT to 231-231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increases energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Again, text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. Back now for segment two here at the Locked On Bucks podcast. I am your host for today's episode, David Harrison, on Twitter at dharrison82. My co-host James Yarko offers today's episode. Find him on Twitter at jyarko underscore bucks. Find the show at Locked On Bucks, and of course, find everything James and I are writing about your Tampa Bay Buccaneers either over at bucksnation.com, part of SB Nation, or at the WTSP 10 Tampa Bay website. As we write five days a week, between the two of us, uh, not five times each, but five times between the two of us, we publish. Uh, a column there for WTSP 10 Tampa Bay. So head over there, find that out as well. And on occasion, we do some video work with them, some Facebook live work. Uh, also at 10 Tampa Bay, you can check all of that out on their Facebook page or on their website. Now, we're going to get into this roster exercise. And again, I know that James doesn't want uh, really anything to do with this as far out. He hates record predictions as far out. He hates roster predictions as far out. But we're going to do it anyway because I'm going to start it. He's going to, he's going to have to follow suit. He's going to have to make good on his co-host promise because you can't make your co-host a liar. Like that's like rule number one in being a co-host is you can't make your co-host a liar. You can argue with their points. You can prove them wrong and all that stuff, but you can't make them a liar. So when I say we're going to go through this roster exercise, he's got to make sure that we come through with it 
or else he makes me a liar and that's not how that's not what a good battle buddy does that's what we call him in the art battle buddy so james is going to be a good battle buddy and he is going to help me out with this exercise because i think it's really interesting honestly and i hope you guys do too you know at least to the point where you're going to hear me out on this because the tampa bay buccaneers we've already talked about it, right they made history first time you know in the in the free agency era and then first time in a long time in the national football league period that a super bowl champion is bringing back all 22 starters but not only are they bringing back all 22 starters they're bringing back a very large chunk of their super bowl roster which led to a very advantageous situation in the 2021 nfl draft right where the tampa bay buccaneers could essentially pick whoever they wanted because whoever they picked was going to come into the situation considered a backup looking for a contributing role in their first year and then maybe developing into a starter in year two maybe year three depending on who's standing in front of them and what they do so that interesting situation now leads to this interesting situation where you've got the draft picks right you got your draft class and now you've had a rookie minicamp you've had some tryout players again adams hamilton pope and riley and they all sign on uh to the roster so you've got four more players they're not not only are all these guys not going to make the roster I like I went into this and I'm like there's a very slim like the chances of people making this roster period I think are, are stiffer than a lot of people understand so to put everything in context as the signings of Adams Hamilton Pope and Riley moves the Tampa Bay Buccaneers current roster size to 88 players and that includes their draft picks all right now Antonio Brown hasn't signed yet like he's agreed to terms and agreed to deals but as the time I sat down to record this episode, Antonio Brown still had not actually put pen to paper and signed on with the Buccaneers for the 2021 season. And I'm not necessarily saying there's anything, you know, to be worried about that he's not coming back, whatever, whatever. I'm just saying officially, he's not a part of the roster. Once Antonio Brown signs, you're at 89. So really in theory, the Bucs can add one more player, you know what I mean? And then they hit that 90 man limit. And then eventually they got to get down to 53. So start off, let's start off first with the specialist, right? So we're going to try to kind of pinpoint how many slots, like the reason I want to do this exercise is I want to say how many slots really are available on it. Cause you can say, well, they've got 53 spots that they got to figure out. Well, they don't really have 53 spots to figure out. That's, that's kind of where I'm going with this. So starting off with the specialist, right? You got long snapper, Zach Triner. And as far as I'm aware, they have not brought in any competition for him. So Zach Triner, congratulations. You're starting uh, long snapper for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers punter Bradley Pinion kicker Ryan Suckup and yes I know like they brought in like an undrafted kicker whatever I think it's a lot of things are gonna have to happen or for Ryan Suckup to lose that job so automatically right there that's three players out of your 53 so you already dropped down to 50 players right then you look at the offensive line so you got Donovan Smith Ali Marpet Ryan Jensen Alex Kappa and Tristan Wirfs and yeah Aaron City you know started the Super Bowl in a, in a, in a big chunk of the playoffs because of the injury of Alex Kappa but I still believe Alex Kappa is the starter on paper. And when he's healthy, he, he will return to that starting role. So there's your five there. And then I've got priority backups. And these are guys that I'm going to go ahead and list on the roster. We're not really going to have to debate about them or talk about them because I think they have an 80% chance or better is what I'll say. So some of these guys have an 80% chance. Some of these guys have a hundred percent chance. Like Aaron Stinney, like outside of a drug scandal and like hot, you know, pissing hot for drugs and all that stuff. Like Aaron Stinney is coming back to this team. You can't have that guy hold down the right guard position for a Super Bowl run and then not bring him back. So Aaron Sidney's coming back, so that's a priority backup for me. And then Robert Hainsey. I mean, he's a third-round draft pick. You're not stashing him on the practice squad. You're not waiving him. So I think Robert Hainsey is kind of a shoe in there to come in unless he just has a terrible training camp uh, in preseason. I, I don't see a lot of things that Robert Hainsey can do 
to not get the benefit of the doubt and be on this roster. So in total, we've got seven offensive linemen that were kind of we're kind of booking their spot in the locker room. You know what I'm saying? So you take that off the 50 we came into, and you got 43 left. And just for notes, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2020 had nine offensive linemen, nine different linemen take snaps for them. So obviously some injuries uh, playing a role in that. Now you look at quarterback, right? And obviously you got Tom Brady. That's your starter. No questions about it. Priority backups, Blaine Gabbert. I, if the team wasn't interested in bringing Blaine Gabbert back for the next season, I don't think they would have brought him back after they drafted Kyle Trask and signed Ryan Griffin. So I think Blaine Gabbert is still your number two quarterback. Kyle Trask, uh, again, you're not going to spend a second-round draft pick on a guy and try to stash him on the practice squad. It's not going to happen. It's not going to work. And so right there, I'm going to kind of stop right there. I'm not going to add Ryan Griffin as a fourth quarterback. Maybe if James wants to, we can talk about that tomorrow. But for right now, I've got three quarterbacks. So that takes our number from 43 to 40. And again, just for note, uh, two quarterbacks took snaps for the Bucs in 2020, obviously Brady, and then Blaine Gabbert against the Detroit Lions. Running back. Uh, I'm still listing Ronald Jones as a starter here for this exercise. I mean, it's not like, you know, the most pivotal moment uh, or anything like that. So if that ruffles your feathers, like it's 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 really just a placeholder, okay? But Ronald Jones, you know, as far as as far as I can tell, when he was healthy was the starting running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we're just going to list some other, but obviously Leonard Fournette coming back, right? Priority backups. Leonard Fournette, obviously Giovanni Bernard, and then Keyshawn Vaughn. I'm going to go ahead and go four deep in the running back group. Five running backs took snaps last year for the team. So that drops our available roster spots from 40 to 36. Now you get into the tight ends. I got Rob Gronkowski and OJ Howard. I'm kind of listening to both as co-starters once OJ gets healthy. Again, Bruce, Bruce Arians went on record saying it's the 12 personnel team. That's two starting tight ends. So I'm going Rob and OJ. Priority backups, I'm going with Cam Brate, Tanner Hudson. If you're going to have a 12 personnel priority offense, you have you can't have three tight ends. You have to have four tight ends if you're going to call yourself a 12 personnel team. Take those four. 36 minus four is 32. Just for note, five tight ends took snaps for the Buccaneers in 2020. So now we're down to 32. We've already gone from 53 to 32. Now we talk wide receivers. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, obviously not going anywhere. Priority backups. I'm putting Antonio Brown on there because, again, I have no reason to believe that he's not going to sign. I don't know what the delay is. I just, you know, I just don't believe it's anything other than just that and it's just some sort of delay. So I'm going to list Antonio Brown there, Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson. I think you're kind of your obvious guys with, with spots on the wide receiver group. So that's five guys, 32 to five. Uh, we're down to 27 spots now. And an interesting note, I mean, we've only got five receivers listed here, right? But nine of them took snaps for the Buccaneers in 2020. And that's just on the offense. So if you look at it, guys, I mean, we're already got a deficiency of what, of the amount of players that took snaps for this team last year. I mean, we're missing two linemen. Uh, we're missing a running back. We're missing a tight end. You know, and we're, we're missing four wide receivers. So we're already shy, like 10 spot, 10, 10 players who took snaps. Now, granted, you have, you know, players that get injured, so they go inactive and they're not on your active roster. And then you practice squad players that come up and all that. So we're not, we're not trying to fit as many snaps as the Buccaneers had in 2020. There many players that took snaps for them in 2020, but I just, I look at this list and I think that these are the guys you can kind of call shoe wins for roster spots on this offense. And, and again, James, when he comes back tomorrow, he'll have the opportunity to argue with me. I mean, if he wants to argue, like I kind of go through this list and if I have to play devil's advocate, like the offensive line, I think that's set. I think you got seven spots that are already set. Now I think the Bucks are probably going to take more than seven offensive linemen into the season, but I think those seven spots are pretty much locked in quarterback. I mean, Maybe James wants to make an argument of Ryan Griffin over Blaine Gabbard or something, but I don't. I don't see them taking four active quarterbacks into the season 
Uh, even three is kind of pushing it for a lot of teams, but you know, four is is really a little unheard of. The running backs, I don't think you can trim from there, you know, to add a number because any of those guys that you wave or you try to sneak onto the practice squad under whatever provision, they're getting they're getting snatched up. Someone's going to take them. You're not going to get to keep that guy. So if any of these guys uh, make it off the roster, you know, just just call them gone. Tight end, you know, again, I think my my logic is sound there. If you're a 12 personnel team. Primarily on offense, I think you have to have four tight ends. Um, so I think we're good there. And then, yeah, the wide receivers, I mean, again, you, you, you're not putting Scotty Miller in the practice squad. Even if there's, like, some adjustment in the rule that allows you, allows you to, you're not going to do it. Tyler Johnson was a fifth-round draft pick last year, and he didn't have a whole lot of action. But when he did get into the ball games, he made a lot of really solid catches for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. You're not going to sneak him to the practice squad. I, so me personally, I don't see any holes in this. If anything, I think James maybe wants to add a name here or there to this list. But – with all that said and done, we've got 27 roster spots left. And we haven't even talked to defense yet, guys. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to do that on the other side of this break. And we're going to do that thanks to our friends over at betonline.ag. Because BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Hockey playoffs underway. Tampa Bay Lightning taking that lead. Hopefully by the time you hear this, they've had a two-game two lead. But they've at least won one playoff game so far this year. So that's good news. Speaking of news, get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs at betonline.ag, including Major League Baseball, NBA, Basketball, the National Hockey League, and, of course, UFC and MMA action. Head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or your mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Speaking of sign-up bonuses, head over to the website again using your computer or your mobile device. Sign up today. And receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs in or to the playoffs. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And guys, did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors? Plus, they have the occasional limited time flavor, like my favorite all-time strawberry. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they definitely are passionate about their favorites. My wife's is mint brownie. She absolutely loves it. My mother-in-law, Cherry Garcia, or Cherry Barcia, rather, sorry. You can't convince her otherwise. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out because there's something for everyone. You know what my favorite flavor is? I talked about strawberry, but when we talk about standard flavors, I got to go with the mint brownie. I like to call that one the OG peanut brownie. Peanut butter brownie is a very close second. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can try a mix box where you will get two bars of each of the nine flavors so you can figure out which one you like the best. I like mine out of the freezer. My wife likes them out of the fridge. My mother-in-law likes them out of the fridge. Some people like them straight off the countertop, whatever, the, the pantry. However you like them, they're delicious. Not only are they the best tasting protein bars, but they're healthy too. Most of these flavors have 17 grams of protein while only packing 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and just 4 grams of net carbs. Order today. Get you that raspberry or that mint brownie or whatever you like. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Segment three here at the Locked On Bucks podcast. Wrapping up today's episode, I am your host, David Harrison. My co-host, James Jarko, is off for today's episode. Find James over on Twitter at JRCO underscore Bucks. Find me at DHarrison82. Find the show at Locked On Bucks. And, of course, find everything James and I are writing about your Buccaneers at BucksNation.com part of SB Nation or at the WTSP 10 Tampa Bay website getting into or continuing rather 
our roster building exercise. We're looking at the current Buccaneers roster, the players they brought back, all the starters, all the depth pieces, the rookies they've drafted, some of the free agents they brought in, and we're going to see if we can't peg down the 53-man roster right now in May before you ever get into to real mini camps, full OTAs, uh, training camp, preseason games. Does How much of the Buccaneers roster essentially is kind of already set for the 2021 season? That's what I really wanted to come in here and try to find out. And then from there, we'll try to predict how many spots we think can get filled by other players and which players we think have a really good chance of filling those spots. So we did the offense. We did the special teams specialist being the punter, kicker, and long snapper in segment two. Here in segment three, we're going to go through the defense now, and we have got a whopping out of 53 players available or spots available. We've got a whopping 27 remaining. So let's run down the list here of defensive players. So starting with the defensive line, obviously, Ndamukong Sue, Vita Vea, Will Golston. None of those guys are going anywhere. All three of those guys are coming back. So then you also need priority backups for those guys. And I'm going to go with Steve McClendon, and I'm going to go with Rakeem Nunez-Rochez, Nacho for short. I didn't go any further than that. I'm going to leave it kind of right there for now. When James comes back, I, I, again, I wanted to go with players on this list, initial list, that I thought had an 80% chance or better of being on the active roster in the fall of 2021. So I stopped at McClendon and Rakeem Nunez-Rochez. That gives us five defensive linemen which drops our available slots from 27 to 22. Now, interesting to note, in the 2020 NFL season, partially due to the injury to Vita Vea, nine defensive linemen total took snaps for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in their championship season. Moving from the defensive line to the linebackers, your starters, obvious, Shaquille Barrett, Devin White, Levante David, Jason Pierre-Paul, best linebacking group in the National Football League as far as I'm concerned. And then you have to have some backups, right? Priority backups, Joe Tryon, first-round pick. Obviously, dude's making the roster. Kevin Mincer, steady veteran. He's making the roster. Anthony Nelson, with all the buzz that's been going on around him, and, and you know he could be a potential starter replacement for JPP, et cetera, et cetera. I think he's a guy that's – he's kind of like probably the biggest question mark I have on here, so maybe James wants to take him off of that automatic list. And then K.J. Britt. And then when you look behind Kevin Mincer, I mean, they, they've gone through some other names like Chappelle Russell, Jack Sitchie. I just don't think they're reliable enough either from a performance standpoint or sometimes, like in the, in the case of Jack Sitchie, a health standpoint. So I think K.J. Britt uh, is one of those guys. I put him probably right at that 80% chance uh, to make this final roster just because of a lack of depth right now at the inside linebacker spot. So that's eight total linebackers, and, and it makes sense. You need a lot of linebackers not just to play this defense but also contribute on special teams. K.J. Britt already talking about how he spent four years at Auburn playing on special teams, even once he became starter still contribute to special teams is just what they do at Auburn, uh, apparently. So that's eight players. So it takes us from 22 open spots to 14 open spots. And before anybody says eight is way too many, 10 linebackers. 10 linebackers took snaps for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2020. Now we move on to the cornerback room with 14 spots remaining. Obviously, you have Carlton Davis, CD3. He's coming back. Jamel Dean's coming back. Sean Murphy Bunting is coming back. Some people maybe only count two cornerbacks as starters, so maybe one of those guys is a priority backup, quote-unquote. Whatever it is, those three guys are coming back, and that's all I listed. I think behind these three, it really is just kind of up in the air, and it's going to be an all-out battle. And I'm starting to look at this cornerback group, the depth of the cornerback group, as the battle to watch during camps, during you know OTAs, most, most importantly during training camp, and then again during those preseason games. So if you only take those three off the 14, 
you're left with 11 slots available. Last year, again, twice as many as I'm counting right here so far, took snaps. Six cornerbacks took snaps for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2020. And that moves us to the safety position. Antoine Winfield Jr., obviously a shoe-in to return as a starting free safety. Jordan Whitehead is your strong safety. I don't see a, ba- a replacement on the roster. And then a priority backup is going to be Mike Edwards. Andrew Adams played pretty solid time and and pretty and did pretty well in his time on the field for the Buccaneers last year as a backup safety. He is no longer with the team. He's gone. There are some other options, but again, 80% or more. So Mike Edwards is the only guy I'm putting on there, which is three safeties. Four safeties took snaps for the Buccaneers in 2020. So that takes our number down to eight. So when you look at this Buccaneers roster and you look at guys going into training camp, going into mini camps, you know, free agent tryout signings from rookie mini camps, late round guy like Grant Stewart, you know what I mean? When you look at these guys, there's eight jobs available, essentially, is kind of the way I'm looking at this for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2021. And that's initial opening roster, right? Because because we all know, you know, injuries are going to happen. You know, who knows? There could be a suspension somewhere for something crazy. Hopefully it doesn't happen, knock on wood and all that stuff. But that's why you have these guys, you know, six cornerbacks taking snaps, 10 linebackers taking snaps, nine defensive linemen uh, taking snaps in 2020. You have those things because of injuries. You have those things because of other reasons. You know, uh, a lot of people are expecting there to be a COVID spike in, you know, like November, December. If that happens, you know, one of these players, you know, again, knock on wood, that doesn't happen, but maybe one of these players comes out that has to quarantine for the 10 to 14, whatever, how many days it is uh, at that point. You know, a lot of things can happen. So guys are going to come on and off this roster. But when I look at the initial 53-man roster, I honestly do. Out of out of 53 slots, I think 45 of them are set. I think that when you look at this roster, 45 players of your 53 are set. So you have eight, eight, eight jobs open. Uh, I think cornerback, you have to look there. I mean, I've only got three listed. I think you're bringing at least five, right? I don't know how many they had on their opening day roster last year, but I think you're bringing at least five. So that's probably two of them. So that drops you down to six. I think safety, you're adding another one. So that drops us down to five. Linebacker, you're probably good. Defensive line, I think you're probably adding one more if you can. So that takes us down to four. Going over to the offensive side, back to the offensive side of the ball, probably another receiver. So you're down to three. Um, maybe another two offensive lines. So now you're down to one. You know, like, th- like this thing is going to get filled up very, very quickly, guys. Uh, so I'm very interested to hear what you guys have to say. If you guys think there's a name on here that shouldn't be on here, again, I was targeting 80%. I think my biggest question marks are KJ Britt and Anthony Nelson, but I look at the rest of the players on this roster, and I just don't see them kind of overtaking them. That's why I gave them that that push up to the 80% mark. I'm going to be real interested to hear what James has to say about this list, about the available spots. I want to know what you guys have to say. So if you have a voicemail, if you have a question, if you have a concern about this list, by all means, shoot it in there. And James and I will address it uh, on tomorrow's episode. And then we're going to take our time to fill in those last eight slots. That's where the predictions are going to come in. We're going to kind of look at the players, look at the tea leaves a little bit, try to try to try to be smarter than the average bear and figure out which eight players are going to fill in the rest of this Tampa Bay Buccaneers 2021 roster. Because it's very interesting and it's going to get very competitive very fast. So I think we're really identifying some areas to get excited about as far as a competition standpoint goes. But for the rest of this episode, that's going to do it for me, guys. I've been David Harrison, your host again. My co-host, James Jarko, offered today's episode celebrating his son's birthday. Really hope that they had a great time. Hope his son had a really great birthday there, of course. 
I want to thank you guys one more time for coming through, supporting the Locked On Bucks podcast, supporting everything James and I are doing, reading what we write, listening to what we say. Again, if you have, if you want to do that some more, find me on Twitter at dharrison82. Find James at jarco underscore bucks. Find our writing at Bucks Nation, a part of SB Nation on Twitter at bucks underscore nation. And find our writing also at WTSP 10 Tampa Bay's website. James and I will be back t- tomorrow to talk about whatever news comes up. If no other news comes up, we will talk about this and address some more voicemails and whatever reactions you guys send us from today's episode. Now that you're finished with this show, get more of the sports news you need in less time the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Until we speak again, ladies and gentlemen, if you're out about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and thank you for joining me right here at Locked On Bucks.